With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. It's been a little while here on the Overnight Crowd since we've spoken to Paul Bonzer from SENSA, but he is back and we're going to get a chance to look at the South Australian sporting landscape and other things around the sporting world with Bonds because he loves it. Bonds, hi. G'day, Wild. I've missed you. It's been a couple of weeks. Oh, crazy. Crazy times. And so much has happened in those two weeks, let alone the last, what, 24 to 48 hours. So where do you want to start? Do you want to start AFL? We'll start AFL like we normally do. So um, the Crows, uh, they're flying as they go towards the end of the season, playing some really good footy and um, took care of North Melbourne. North, North Melbourne played some good footy. Jordan Dawson for the Crows was good. He had 33 disposals and 830 metres gained. Uh, he's been an asset, since, an asset since transferring over from Sydney. And the two boys up forward, um, Darcy Fogarty just continues to improve. Another four goals for him. Tex Walker continues to turn the clock back. Another three goals for him. Um, so it was a great, yeah, a good win for uh, the Crows. He probably expected to win, but um, yeah, they got the job done, which was great. It was great. I mean, it's eighth win for the season, so they've already gone one better than 2021. They'll have the showdown next, which we'll get to. But one thing that came out across Monday was uh, James Rowe, the young small forward, um, potential that he might be out of the Crows and off to the Western Bulldogs. You've been reading my notes, Jen. Um, <laughs> I was going to bring this up, yeah. Uh, I've obviously seen a lot of uh, James Rowe. He was at the Eagles before he got picked up for the Crows. He's the son of Stephen, who works for another radio station that we won't mention. But um, he, he uh, look, he's just, he's just one of those really talented small forwards. Uh, he has a real goal sense. He has footy smarts, good skills. And, um, yeah, the word is, we sort of heard a few weeks ago that he may not get his contract renewed. Uh, but in the last probably week or so, uh, there's been a few murmurs that uh, the Western Bulldogs are keen for his services. They were a couple of years ago. And if the Crows don't continue on with James Rowe, I think we might see him in a Bulldogs jumper. So one of our colleagues, SENSA's Andrew Hayes, has been reporting across today and just recapping the fact that back in 2020, the dogs were interested in Roe, but actually ran out of cap points. There were points to be able to select him in the second round. So sort of revisiting that. They got Jamara Hagen at pick one and then now maybe going back to 2020 to complete the job. Yeah. um, Fingers crossed for Roe because he's a great kid. But uh, one thing before we move on to the Port Adelaide game – uh, it was more about footy on the weekend with Ben Cunnington making his um, return to footy. And it was just all the vision of him, you know, getting named, 
walking out on the race, tears in his eyes. Uh, uh, yeah, anyone who didn't cry during that moment, um, you don't have a soul. <laughs> it was it was just fantastic. And congratulations to Ben and his family and the North Bell Footy Club. I thought they did it really well. Yeah, that was an actually very, very special moment. Now, across to Port Adelaide where, look, this season, I was looking into it, Bonds, and, you know, obviously we know they had the 0-5 start. Um, and then yep. w- once they got that first win, they've now gone nine wins, seven lo- um, and lost seven throughout that. Mm. Three losses under a goal, four under two goals. So I sort of started to reflect and go, they're not, they're not as far off it really. And, yes, the season's done for them, but – it still bodes well for next season. Is am I in the right areas? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think so too. And and um, they've had some injury worries this year. There's no no question about that. You, you know, they didn't have Charlie Dixon at the start. They haven't had Orazio Fantasia for the whole year. They've had uh, you know players in and out, but they've still had some good performances. Uh, Zach Cutter's missed some games, and now he he's coming back and playing some great footy. Uh, Sam Palpepper has had a fantastic year. I guess what that does is with some injuries, you get to uh, try players in different positions and other guys got to stand up. And Sam Palpepper is one that stood up. And again, on the weekend, he had four goals, 22 disposals. Um, and it had also allowed Jeremy Finlayson to play in the ruck where he might have been a little bit lost and Port fans are wondering, well, why did we recruit him? Well, I think you're seeing why you recruited Jeremy Finlayson now. He's, uh, he was clearly Port's best player on the weekend. And, uh, yeah, it looks like a big future for him uh, down at Albert and Oval. Yeah, and I guess Rosie's been the other one that's had a season that lots are talking about yeah. as well. So I suppose there's there's a lot of core that could go right for them next year. And obviously, <laughs> if you can remove an 0-5 start, then things are going to happen a bit better. The, the coaching drama seemed to get put to bed as even though it probably should have got put to bed in a better fashion than it did um, across that week of odd odd statements coming through. But, um, yeah, so showdown for this week. How do you see this playing out? Well, Adelaide's going nuts during the during the showdown. <laughs> drives me a bit nuts, actually, being a Hawks man. But, um, it's, uh, yeah, look, the banter is the best part of the showdown. Port fans and Crows fans all over social media giving each other heaps across the week. Uh I think you know, the Crows won the last showdown. I think Port will uh, get the job done on the weekend. And it's uh, yeah, a big Saturday night game here in Adelaide. Should be great. It's going to be a good one. Moving on to AFLW then, because uh, it was a pre-season games weekend for all of the clubs. You've got Adelaide Crows with, you know, they're the legacy club already in AFLW. However, Expansion Club, got your first good chance to have a look at them as well. So how do you see your two women's sides of it um, play out? Well, I had an interesting Saturday morning. So I got asked to call the uh, practice game between North Melbourne and the Crows, and I got, oh, yeah, that's fantastic. I'd love to do that. So uh, it was scheduled for Norwood Oval. Um, now, I called the Sandville at Norwood Oval on Friday night, and it was an absolute mud pit. There was just mud everywhere. There was more mud than grass on the oval. It got chopped up pretty badly. We've had a fair, fair bit of rain, and they had a, um, a kid's carnival on there during the day on Friday as well. And it just destroyed the oval. So I rocked up at Norwood on uh, Saturday morning and said, oh, no, the game's been moved to Westlakes. Now, Westlakes, which is the old footy park, uh, but there's no stands there anymore. There's no nothing. So there's nowhere to, to basically set up. So 
I drove my car onto the side of a hill <laughs> and Narelle Smith, who is uh, coach of the Eagles here in the sample, she was at my co-commentator and we sat in the front seat of my Ford Ranger and uh, poor cameraman, a couple of cameramen stood next to the car in the rain with their umbrellas and uh, it, started, it stopped raining halfway through the second quarter. So that was good. But uh, it was an interesting uh, an interesting game to call from the front seat of the car. <laughs> oh, the things we do, how interesting that is. I mean, I remember that oval was in the yeah, construction phase when I was when I was living in Adelaide. So yes. it's going yes. back a while. Uh, so the Crows, though, how are they looking? Obviously have lost a couple of uh, big names, but um, I would still think a side that would be up there contending for this season. Yeah, they looked, uh, even though they didn't win, not should say to you, North Melbourne won by two points. But uh, for North for North Melbourne, Ash Riddell, Jazz Gardner, they were fantastic. And keep your eye on a, a girl called Vicky Wall. She played her first game and didn't, we didn't know much about her, but uh, she looks like a, a real talent, got some speed, so she impressed us. Um, and for the Crows, Anne Hatchard, Ebony Marinoff, uh, Chelsea Randall, the names just go on and on and on. Uh, they've still got a very, very strong side. Um, but there is one young girl who was on their list last year, but she's she's grown tremendously over the, uh, I guess, the, the time off and playing in the sample. It's Zoe Prowse, her name is. Uh, she's sort of a, a ruck, come forward, come defender. It's very versatile, but she's one to keep an eye on in AFLW, Zoe Prowse. That's good news. And if everyone comes through without any injuries, is sort of another big thing out of preseason games. What about the new expansion side? Erin Phillips, she's crossed over. She's with Port Adelaide. There's huge amounts of emotion in regards to, to that moment as well. How did they look in their preseason hit out? Um, look, they, they were... They, I didn't see a lot of the game. I saw some highlights. But they... they um, look, they're going to be... I think they'll win a few games. You just don't know with... Like the Crows, when they first came in, they all, you know, there was questions about whether they were strong enough, and they went on to win the flag in, in their first year. So, I, I just think it's, yeah, you just don't know until we start playing some games. I do know that there are a couple of sample girls uh, that I called in the the sample W competition this year that are very, very skillful and will fit into that competition quite easily. So. Uh, I think they'll win a few games. I'm not sure if they'll uh, play finals, um, but I think they'll definitely perform well and be, you know, be where that Port Adelaide jumper very proudly. Oh, that's good to hear. I think I reckon most expansion sides would be making sure first tick off, try not to finish in the top four because that almost is a you know a little clip on the tails of those that have already been going for a few years. So I would think Port Adelaide Correct. would be well and truly into that. Now uh, I think it was in the AFL across today there was. Room, well, not rumours, there's reports about an eight-hour AFL commission meeting, obviously still discussing Tasmania and the bid to have another licence down there for AFL. Tasmania has an appetite for sport at the moment, and I know you're big into your NBL, but the Jack Jumpers, they had some record numbers today. Well, their memberships went on sale today uh, in Tasmania. And Jack Jumpers, obviously, first year into the competition last year, and they played finals. Uh, their membership sold out in 26 minutes. So they will have a full house at every game. So I think they, they keep a couple of seats for, for people that want to come along. But their actual membership sold out in just 26 minutes. 
So they're done, dusted, uh, which is great news for Tasmanian sport and the jack jumpers and for the NBL. Oh, that's incredible, isn't it? 26 minutes to sell out. It does show that um, they're really starting to, I guess, what do you say, put their bums on their seats and their money where their mouth is. So it would be very yeah. interesting to see what happens with the AFL licence side of it uh, to, to see if that finally goes. Where do you sit on it? Do you think let's head to Tassie for AFL? It's just got to happen. Yeah. It's just got to happen. Uh, I think you know both Hawthorne and North Melbourne have had some success down there, uh, but I yeah I just think it should be. It's been a football football state forever, um, and there's been some great players come out of Tassie, and I think it's yeah just do it. One more thing before I let you go, Bonds. Uh, yeah. You and I both love our cricket. We're mad cricket heads. The 100 op- operating over in England at the moment is you know, the men's competition, the women's competition. Do you like it? I love it. I've, I've actually grown. You know, Last year I just watched a bit, but this year I'm really getting into it. <laughs> I think it's a, a pretty good concept. And I was flicking around the other night and Alana King was bowling. So I thought, oh, I'll just watch this for a second. She just got a wicket, so I'll... I'll see how she's going and um and then she got another wicket and then she got another wicket so she got a hat trick well she missed out on a hat trick uh in the commonwealth games with meg glanning dropping one at first slip but she got the hat trick in the hundred it's the first cricketer to get a hat trick in the hundred men or women uh so congratulations to alana king i was a bit critical when australia picked her over amanda jade wellington so um of of necessarily Alana, but uh, the selectors. But I think it's shown that they've made the right decision and she's just getting better and better. And she's starting to get a bit more drift with her leg spin as well. And uh, the three wickets that she took the other night, just fantastic. Bold LB, bold. I think she ended up taking four for 15, including that hat trick. And as you said, she's just seeming to make every poster winner at the moment. And we love some personality in our sporting sides. And she is... She gets you through the gate. She's one of those players, I think. Yeah. And the funny thing is, Jen, I'm not sure if you're aware of this either, but the ball after the hat trick, there was a big appeal for LB. Umpire gave it not out. They didn't refer it because they can only, you've got one referral. If they went to referral, she would have got that wicket as well. She would have got four <laughs> and four balls. Oh, so, no. Which is called a double hat trick in cricket for some reason. I don't know why it's a double, but anyway. Um, yeah. So she actually got four and four which was amazing. That is brilliant. Jeez, yeah, as I said, making every poster winner. Bonds, it's great to talk to you after a couple of weeks and I appreciate your time as always yeah. in, in giving us some some input here on the Overnight Crowd. Love your work. Yeah, and uh, next week we'll talk about some sample finals, I hope. Oh, brilliant. Looking forward to it. Have a great week. Thanks, Jen. See ya. Paul Bonds are from SENSA. Time for your calls and your texts when we return. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.